0: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. (laughs) I
1: think that's a cut that truly does. Himself. Domino Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM here on a Thursday morning into the afternoon. As always, we thank you for taking the time to listen to about 60 years combined. Sports talk experience in this town. You got 50 plus years after us with Chuck and Chernoff. Buck Balou's been here a long time as well. The locker room in the morning with Finneran and company. Where else are you gonna go? And you can hear it all for free. On top of it all, you got the fan app that is driven to you by Beaver Toyota Upcoming. You've also gotten Beaver Direct, by the way. The quickest and easiest way to shop for a car online. We'll be there tomorrow for the Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma radio found the 23rd Annual.
2: I also want to say this morning, before we get into what was said yesterday at Flowery Branch, what it might mean, uh, what they said, what they meant. It's press conference day. It's press conference day. I want to commend the locker room. And Alex Anthopoulos. Because if you want to hear, and I'm sure it's going to be posted. It
1: sure is. And at 680thefan.com and the fan app, it's right up there. He joined them this morning
2: at 820. And here's what's a little bit different. To build a relationship with a guy who helps make the decisions the way that Alex Anthopoulos does, it's a great relationship to have. He doesn't give people secrets. He doesn't say, I'll give you this one, I'll give you that one. He doesn't do it. But you know, he, doesn't,
1: he doesn't talk down to you either while he's doing
2: that. The man wanted it explained to him why Kyle Shanahan is hated in this town. And it was really interesting because he's telling you, I don't know the history of this. Why am I hearing, why am I hearing your, you guys, your station? Why do I hear around town? Good. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Lose another one and then lose another one next year. He asked that because he, when he talks about being a fan, when you're not from someplace, look, I did radio in St. Louis. Here's what I was told. Don't come in here rooting for the Cardinals. Don't come in here telling everybody how much you love the Rams. And I was like, yeah, why would I? Oh, they said we've had people try to do that. Alexandopoulos is telling you I want a history lesson. Give me why it, it, it feels the way it did that everybody at the end of that game in this town said fantastic. If it ain't going to be us, I certainly don't want it to be him. That's how they opened up the conversation. And Finneran gave his explanation because uh, he knows Kyle and they had a little bit of a dust up. Uh, A couple other things were talked about, and I just thought it was fascinating that a general manager, president of a team in this town, actually wanted to know the history of this town.
1: Because he's an arrogant human being, and his arrogance was on full display again yesterday as he makes his defensive coordinator after one season the scapegoat. Ari Alex felt that was the best way to go. It's always somebody else. It's never Kyle. It's somebody
2: else. I got a thought on Steve Wilkes. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit when we go around to the NFL. But the point is, I think you're going to want to listen to it. They absolutely do the break, And it's funny. He goes, sorry I wasted five minutes of your time. I know you want to talk about the Braves. To me, with all due respect to the fourth spot in the bullpen, I'd rather hear the conversation that was had in the beginning of that much more than who's going to be on the backfield with a chance to come up to the front field because we're going to have seven weeks of that coming up.
1: He tells you all the time he's a fan, and I think that he's always trying to learn. He's always trying to get a feel for... You know, whatever the PR standpoint is, whatever that's worth, like the Braves saying they're going to go to the World Series. Spencer Strider got a little bit deeper about that. We'll talk some Braves uh, in one hour from now. But he's always curious to know what the fan is thinking, because as he has said many times over Alex Anthopoulos, he is a fan first and foremost.
2: I'll also, again, I don't care who's listening, who's not. What do we say? Six, is that what we're doing these days? We have 60 years of experience around here? Yeah, between the two of us, yeah, Roughly. So getting to know some owners better than others, getting to know some general managers, the guys who make decisions, the business guys, the bean counters, certainly players, coaches, managers, all those things. There's been nobody in my 30 years here that's been better than Alex Anthopoulos. And it's easy to say that because he's got a World Series title. It's easy to say that because he comes on the station when we ask. I get all that stuff. That's the obvious stuff. I'm just letting you know that off mic, off air, he he let us play the guessing game. Who do you think it was that I was going after? I'll play the game with you. I'll tell you if you're right, but I ain't going to tell you if you're wrong by giving you the name.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm having a fever dream right now. I walked in in a mood this morning because my leg was bothering me, similar to you a few weeks ago. Yeah, and you're seeing what I'm seeing right now, right? This nope. isn't a fever dream. Nope. <laughs> so there's not blooper in the studio right now handing out roses. What?
2: What are you crazy? If
1: you watch on the fans YouTube channel, you're not going to see blooper handing me a rose and rubbing my head mm-hmm. as I speak, and now touching my beard.
2: Yeah, I don't see any of that. None of that happened. Nope. Man, this is some strong medication. I think I'm you on were there. on pills again. I think, you, I think you need help, and I, I think gotta, we made it official. i got to stay off that stuff, man.
1: I called in a couple favors.
2: Do you understand that if he did that at, like, a kindergarten class, what would happen? they go crazy, start screaming, oh carrying on. Now, some would run away. They, not every kid is built to be a mascot kid. I've witnessed that. You've witnessed that. But the ones who wanted him, they'd still be hanging on his leg as he was leaving the room.
1: Years ago, when Nico was like five, we were at the old uh, Turner Field, and Homer was still yeah. the mascot. Uh-huh. And he saw Homer, and he took off.
2: Yeah. I mean, I lost him. Uh-huh. My kids were the exact opposite. He took off chasing Homer. That Chick-fil-A cow buzz, my kids couldn't get enough of it. Couldn't get enough of it. Literally hanging on a leg. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he chased Homer down. Oh, I thought he ran
1: away. No. Oh, he, he chased okay. him down like a, I he was a police officer chasing a perp yeah. in one of those 70s detective shows. Mannix? Yeah. Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Beretta. Uh-huh. I mean, take your pick. That's who he was that night. Anyway, blooper did come in, I think. Who
2: was the who was the heavy guy? that? Uh, should, Cannon. Cannon. I watched him actually run down an alley once and catch a guy. You know what that guy should have done? Pfft. Whatever you sentence me, give me 10 more years on top of that. Because he guy caught, caught me. me?
1: Then Buddy Epson was Barnaby Jones. He was about 70 at the time. And I, I watched him beat up, you know, some 20-year-olds. Uh-huh. Which, again, if I get beat up by Buddy Epson, then you should double my sentence, whatever it is. There
2: are people who have no idea who Buddy Epson is. I, I'll give you an example of how old Buddy Epson was. Now, this is in the 70s. <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you something. He was this, old in the 70s. This is a God's honest truth. You want to know how old Buddy Epson is? You might not know Buddy Epson. Do you know The Wizard of Oz? Yes. Okay. Did you know Buddy Epson was originally going to be the tin man? But why wasn't he the tin man? He was allergic to the paint. so that's He how almost old... died when they actually did the screen test. Which could be a problem. That's how old Buddy Epson is. The Wizard of Oz was made, I believe, in 1939. This guy was test screening in 1937. He was also in the Beverly Hillbillies. In the 1970s, yeah, but that's too easy. In the 1970s, he's chasing down perps. And beating them up in an alley. But you had
1: three channels in UHF back then. Anyway, the coordinators did talk today. And by the way, if you want to hear Alex Anthopoulos, like I said, you can hear it. Via the fan app brought to you by Beaver Toyota of coming 680 com. You can catch clips of it on social media, the X platform, as Don't well forget as about Buck Speed. Facebook and Instagram. Well, Buckspeed is at the uh, the podcast park, and that's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. It's also National Bill of Rights Day. So, who's your favorite bill? Is the X platform question of the day. A lot of people are saying, Domino, you know, dollar bill is their favorite bill, uh-huh. which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Does this, does this mean no
2: Terrible music coming back all day. Um,
1: I cannot be held responsible for what Matt Lear is
2: going to like do. Bill good or or indifferent. Bill Withers, is there a chance we're going to hear some Bill Withers? I mean, maybe. There is now. Billy Joel. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: <Maybe. laughs> Bill Perhaps. Joel.
2: Yeah. All right. Listen. I haven't given this one a lot of thought. No, thank God. I think I just hurt my own case. I'm going to kind of be winging this. Thing. I hurt my cause.
1: Well, that's like everybody else around here. We're going to fly by the seat of our pants. Don't do it. I'm not doing anything.
2: Don't do it. Let the it show go.
1: included. Let
2: it go.
3: Uh,
1: Zach Robinson and Jimmy go. Lake and Marquise Williams, the coordinators, all met yesterday with the media. And we have a couple of cuts from Zach Robinson. You were kind enough to pull a couple of cuts. Yeah,
2: let, let, don't, I'm just let, asking you. Yes, yes, there's a couple. Zach Robinson, who's an offensive coordinator for the first time, mm-hmm. he has some thoughts on what he's looking for and what you need to be as a quarterback in the NFL.
4: First and foremost, that person's got to be the most competitive person in the building. Uh, they got to have mental and physical toughness. Those are the non-negotiables of, of playing a quarterback in the NFL. They got to be able to think. They got to be able to throw accurately. You've Got to be able to have all the inventory of throws, touch, pace, drive it when you need it. Uh, and then they have to be poised and and have you know competitive greatness, being at your best when your best is required. And so I think that's that's the stuff you're looking for, is it easy to find? You know, that's that's the, the magic uh that we're all trying to find and, and finding the right guy. But um but definitely those are the qualities that we'll look for. But that guy's gotta be the most competitive person and, and a guy that all these games are close and so you, you gotta have that guy that in those moments guys are looking to and a guy that wants the ball in their hands uh, this is the guy that we're looking for. Right. Nice to I would
2: have uh, ma- made the cut shorter. That that one I didn't cut. I would nice, the cut shorter. It's
4: nice though to hear the
1: Dirty Bird Trio accompany Zach Robinson. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, that's that's answered the question. He said, "I'll only take the job if I can actually have a music underbed. Wait, who, who 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 cut that? I don't know. Because it came from you. I don't know. It seems a little bit long. I, uh, done I don't bed. know. I think you're throwing I would, some shade. I would, I would, I would not have done it. Show honesty. I, I'm done
4: yeah, of honesty. Passing the buck. What that happened that.
2: to the show of honesty? Yeah.
1: I, I guess in this case, passing the buck is the domino way. I don't think. Easy, I, Shanahan. Remember, I, I, you
2: took over cutting the audio duties. No, I don't think that what? one was mine. What's that, Kyle Shanahan? I don't think that one was mine.
0: By <laughs> yes, the way, it I thi- was. It was the one I sent him. Sorry, Kyle. I'll fix
4: it. Okay, I mean, Chris. By
2: the way, play the second one. We have more Zach Robinson. Mm-hmm.
4: Do you have it ready? I do. Okay, play it. It's always going to be about how can we put them in a position to just go cut it loose and go play on game day. And so whatever that ends up looking like, that's our goal. That's the goal from day one when they get here is to provide clarity, be detailed, be fundamentally sound. All the things that we're going to preach from day one, like I mentioned, just so they can cut it loose and go play. And that's that's going to be the biggest thing. Goosebumps just thinking about it. So I uh, can't wait to get going with these guys. In other words, what we're looking for is the polar opposite of
1: Desmond Ritter. I think that's what he just said. If you read between the lines, well, I think the entire couldn't process office. anything. Panicked.
2: Well, I think it's the entire couldn't play office. free and easy. I don't think anybody played free and easy. Yeah, because it started with Desmond Riddick. I know, but I but I blame a lot of things because it's Arthur Smith too, and I think some players, and I think Kyle Pitts not healthy. Whatever, Drake London. Look, Drake London's a nice player. Is Drake London a guy that breaks it off the top? Is break? Is Drake London a guy who who sets you up for a sixty-yard touch? I know this. He doesn't. By the way, I'm telling you right now, I, B. Sean Robinson to me. Gives you a better chance to score any place on the field than anybody on that team. And he wasn't given any of those opportunities. Well,
1: Drake London was the only wide receiver to play more than 35% of the snaps. He saw 110 targets. The next closest among wide receivers was Mac Collins with 30.
2: can't take the top off. So
1: so there's the drop off at that position.
2: Here's the thing. I watched Travis Kelsey. We'll go to break. I watched him to get it down to the 10-yard line. It was a 22-yard drag route. He actually did what he was supposed to do with his body. The quarterback hit him in stride, 22 yards for a tight end. Now, I don't know, relatively speaking, physical attributes. Is Travis Kelsey better than Kyle Pitts? Nobody really thought that coming out of college. Certainly equal, and I haven't seen any of that. Now, you can tell me he's hurt, but I'm telling you, you better draw it up better. You better have guys who attack their routes a little bit more, and I'd love to see an ability to score from any place on the field. B. Shawn Robinson has more of that ability than anybody, and I don't think he was given half the chances he well, should have. You heard
1: Zach Robinson. He has goosebumps just thinking about it. We'll tell you what Jimmy Lake had to say when we come back as we dive into the red zone. In the meantime, we'll hit the bongos and let you know what else is coming up on this program known as Domino and Cellini Trey. Loses money as the Hawks, I think, I'm afraid to say this, but I think they hit rock bottom last oh, night. Oh. We'll cover that at 11.50. Danny Hall gets us ready for another college baseball season. He is Tech's head baseball coach. He will join us at 1.00. And Brett Michaels is coming back to town. Poison front man, I think he's a friend of the program, right? Yeah. We can consider Brett Michaels that. He'll join us to close out the program at 145. When we come back, an update on the unspeakable tragedy yesterday in Kansas City. And like I said, we'll find out what Jimmy Lake had to say as well. It's Domino and It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
5: Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.
1: William is Idol eleven nineteen. Domino, Cellini, the fans six eighty and ninety three seven FM. It's the X platform question of the day. Who's your favorite Bill? With it being National Bill of Rights Day. See where I'm going there, Domino? I guess. Unfortunately, yes, is the answer to that question. You can listen to, as Justin Hanover said during his update, the great conversation Alex Anthopoulos had with the locker room this morning at the Fan App. That is driven to you by Beaver Toyota of coming, and that's where we, as a station, will be tomorrow for the 23rd Strikeout Leukemia. And Lymphoma Radiothon. You've helped us over the years raise over $2 million for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So we'll do it again tomorrow. If you want to bid on some items or just to donate, go to 680thefan.com right now. We heard from Zach Robinson, and Jimmy Lake is the defensive coordinator. And boy, he goes back a long ways with Raheem Morris, a long ways. And he went to bat for him again when he got in trouble at Washington. Should he have been fired for that? I, I'm not sure he should have been. No. But he was out of coaching for a year, and then he came to the Rams. His role with the Rams was to help out the quarterbacks as they prepared for the opposition's defense. He would tell them what to be aware of. So that was his role last year. But he's back as a defensive coordinator this year. He said they're going to run a base 3-4. And, of course, he used the word I think every defensive coordinator has ever used, multiplicity. And he also said they're going to play fast and free Now, the question is, and Buck said this during his show, the Buck Blue Show, weekdays 10 to 11 here on the fan. What does that mean for Grady Jarrett? He's not a nose tackle. Onyemata, if he's back, will be the nose tackle. Do you play him at end? Do you move him all over the place because it's multiplicity? Are we going to see a four-man defensive line at times?
2: I don't even know if you have four linebackers. And Grady Jarrett not being a, a you know, I'll say it, a fatty in the middle, you know, sort of goes away from what you think 3-4 is supposed to be. He's just not that guy, and he's going to be coming off an injury on top of that. it's not the vibe that I thought I was getting this morning. Right. So here's how I'll change the vibe. I'm not really sure why, even if you're asked directly. Can I play uh, defensive coordinator theater? Defensive coordinator theater. I'm not sure we've ever done this yeah. before. Uh, so i so will give it a whirl. I'm at the podium, and you want to ask me a question. But I want you to ask me, uh, what are you going to be running this year, coach?
1: Uh, coach, defensive coordinator. Uh, what kind of a defense will you be running
2: this year? I'm Nick Cellini from 680, the fan. I don't care about that. 11 guys will be on the field. 11 will be on the field. I don't want a 3-4. I don't want a 4-3. I got five DBs. Who are we playing? Who's the quarterback? Who's the running back? What are they doing? What's the tight end situation? I know that you have to give an answer because you sort of look like, well, why wouldn't he just answer that? Here's how I would answer it. We're going to do a lot of things. We're going to have 11 on the field. I think that's the 11 that I think we on that down. Coach, if I may, give us the best chance to not give them a first. If I may coach defensive yeah. coordinator
1: Nick Cellini again from 680. The fan. Yeah. That All means ahead.
2: multiplicity, right? I'm not using that word. And scene. I'm not using that word. What, why do you have to say three, four, four, three? Why do you have to? What what in the rule book says? Well, nothing, nothing in the rule book. Do they have four linebackers? Do they have two rush ends? Mm. There's a lot of work to be done. Okay. I'm going to run 11 guys out. You know what 11? It's going to be the 11 that we think on that play gives them less of a chance to get a first down or a touchdown. It's really simple. I, are they built for this? Then everybody gets crazy. What does that mean? What are they going to take on the draft? What are they going to sign in free agency? I don't know. Chris Jones says he's going to sign in Kansas City. There goes him
1: at the parade made that announcement. We'll talk more about the parade the before and, unfortunately, the after of the parade momentarily. But I guess the Athletic talked to seven people, four high-ranking team executives, whatever that means, and three coaches to rank their top three head coaching hires. Jim Harbaugh was number one. Yeah. Raheem Morris was number two. Okay.
2: I saw that. It's nice.
1: So, again, the positive support mm-hmm. and positive feedback when it comes to Raheem Morris continues to come in.
2: I think a lot of those people said don't count Tampa or count it in a good way that the guy – for whatever it was worth, and I don't know if he was totally in charge. My guess would be at 32, remembering what the John Gruden situation was, he wasn't totally in charge. He had people helping him. He gets to be more of his own man now. And he's going to be a CEO, but probably 14 years later with a better opportunity to handle it. I don't care about the record, I care about the experience, I care about how he maybe evolved. Uh, The last three years with the Rams seems to be a big deal because it got him back to being a head coach. And
1: I guess one of the executives and or coaches said about Raheem Morris in this athletic piece, he has a sterling reputation around the league. He's a respected leader, relates well to all corners of the building, and has a proven defensive approach. So he can talk to everybody. He's a politician in the building.
0: Collaborative.
2: Which is the opposite of Bill Belichick. No matter what you tell me, that Bill didn't want to run the building. It's the exact opposite. Because if Bill Belichick would have been hired, Whatever ranking he would have gotten, whatever, one through seven, one through eight, whatever the number would have been, people would have said, you better have your big boy pants on in the building because Bill doesn't suffer anybody.
1: Well, Cal Shanahan yesterday continued to pass the buck. That story in five minutes.
0: Punching it in from the goal
2: line.
1: This is the drive into the red zone. Unfortunately, we have to talk about what happened yesterday at the end of the parade in Kansas City. Twenty-two people shot, one killed. Nine children were shot, two were injured at the scene. They are all expected to recover. A local Kansas City DJ was the person that was killed, Lisa Lopez. And I guess some of the fans, and there was video of this,
2: some of the fans took down one of the suspects. And I saw the woman who picked up the gun. It was an assault rifle. Um, So I'm going to, this is not a down-the-hall moment for me, because it's really not. I know that my problem is, one minute, two minutes, five minutes after this stuff happens, people absolutely grab their social media, and they want to get whatever it is, their mindset, call it an agenda if you want. They want to politicize everything. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that mentality. And the only thing I would say is this. what, What that was was an act of cruelty as much as it was any other word you could use. It's cruel to put families through this. It's just cruel. Why people do it, how they had access. You can fight all you want about that. What I'm amazed by is 30 seconds, one minute, three minutes. Boom, 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 boom. Here, and it's, it doesn't seem like anybody is registering the idea that families' lives have changed forever. Forever, And that's cruel to put somebody in a position where your family dynamic is changed for the worse forever. So here's the down the hall part. You want to fight about what it is you know, what it is you think? Great. You want to fight with somebody who has the exact opposite? I ain't here for that today. This is an act of cruelty as much as it is anything. And for it not to be the first thought, you know, to not empathize with you know, what people are going through now, It's that's the mind-boggling part to me. And that's why, if you want that, go get it.
1: Not going to happen here today. I totally agree. And like you said, thoughts with the families first and foremost. There's no way to segue out of it, but like we said, there was a parade yesterday. And Chris Jones did say... During the parade, he is going to be back. There was talk of a three-year deal being on the table, but now um, people have backtracked saying uh, no deal is imminent. It's not going to happen anytime soon. But like I said, was it spur of the moment? Was it feeling yourself? Was it being happy? Was it being a prisoner of the moment? A couple of Bud Lights in you. Chris Jones did say he's not going any place to the Kansas City fans yesterday.
2: And you know what his agent said? Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> so You're agents. killing me, Chris. You're killing me. His agent said we had Arthur Blank do the opposite. We had Arthur Blank do the opposite of that. The owner telling you, that guy's never leaving town. Now I got a guy saying I'm going to go sign back there. Hey, before you do, hello? Chris Jones, this is Terry Fontenot. Oh, no. Now, you can't do it after he signs a contract. That's tampering. Yes, it is. But if you can get him before he signs the contract. Chris Jones is... Hey, we're going back to Jimmy Lake. I don't care what you're on. Would you like Chris Jones. I'd like to have him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but what do you run?
1: I don't care. I'll figure it out. I want Chris Jones. Like Herm Edwards said, you uh, you adjust your system huh. to who your players are if you're a good coach.
2: You make those adjustments. I put a video up. It's the Trent McDuffie blitz. It's the third down play. Everybody says they strive for perfection. Players, coaches, scheme. When it all intersects and you get that moment, that was it. Now, Jimmy Lake... I'm sure he watched the game. If you asked him, "Hey, do we have players who can do that? Can you scheme them to be better than maybe their physical talents are?" That's what Steve Spagnola did. I'm not asking Jimmy Lake to be that guy here. He ain't. That guy's got four Super Bowl titles, right? But what are you going to do to make it easier? You got to so have, have that moment that
1: you can line up all over the place. No you got to have guys like,
2: positionless, almost like Tyron Matthew. It's, it's turning into the NBA a- at
1: times. Tyron Matthew, as small as he is, he's on certain snaps. He's a linebacker. Because you can line him up because he's that smart. You can line him up all over the place. Watch You need play. guys like
2: that. Watch this play. McDuffie treats it like he's a running back. There's the hole. There's my clear path. And you know what it was? A straight line because it was drawn up that way. I got a guy pulling a tackle to the outside and a clear path to the quarterback. Good lord now this has nothing to do with anything but
1: were you the guy that posted that video yesterday of gary reasons yeah (laughs) lighting up the denver bronco running back the goal line stand that they made years ago obviously gary reasons was a giants linebacker that nobody talked about but he was just as good as he had harry
2: Harry carson and and lawrence taylor so he was you know and carl banks yeah odd man out until he wasn't here's the thing that's amazing about that clip go at chris domino you'll see it it's like snowy is that John Elway? In, yeah, it is. in Denver. Are they down around the goal line? Yeah, they are. Watch what Gary Reeson says. But that's not even I'm the best part down. Of it. He's a missile. It's not even the best part of it. It's what John Madden says. you got to listen to what John Madden says about what it is he just saw. John Madden, who what? Where um, was he
1: before he was in the booth? Uh, he coached the Raiders. How did they do? Uh, they were pretty good, okay. yeah. They won only one Super Bowl, but they were they were yeah. pretty good. You
2: think he'd seen a lot in the NFL? I, I think he's seen or
1: saw because he's no longer with us. Just about everything. Okay,
2: listen to what he says about that hit and Gary Reasons. The hit is great. You know, this is not some 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 Joey in your neighborhood, like some guy in New Jersey who's doing. Hey, it's Gary. John, you see that hit by Gary Reasons? He's better than LT. Yeah. John Madden lets you know what that hit was. So go find it. It was yesterday, I believe. I think it would run. be
1: legal today. I know he launched yeah, yeah. himself, but there was no helmet
2: to no, helmet. No, no, no. Just a great play. But, yeah, he decided I know where he's going to go, and I'm going to meet him there, and I'm going to get even a little bit higher than the running back. Great hit. Game changer.
1: The, the point is you need game changers like the yes. Chiefs have on defense. That's, that's it. That's the point. I got some cuts
2: coming up with the Chiefs team. They're mic'd up, and it does look like, again, we'll see if it lasts. Travis Kelsey, what he did and said to Andy Reid, because Travis Kelsey was mic'd up. Sounds like the NFL is looking to protect, which which makes it a little bit more interesting. What do you have? The incident with Andy Reid, him talking about it, and what, how he regrets it. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about mic'd up on the field. As it happened. It sounds like NFL films has said, oh, no, you not heard this? It sounds like NFL Film says, of course it exists. Mm-hmm. We're just going to put it over here. Told it's not you. for your public consumption. I told you. They picked their spots. Well, I'm going to let you hear a couple of I other things. I said somebody else is going
1: to have it leak out. I didn't think the NFL was going to release it. Yeah.
2: I, t- I, I asked you, do you think they have it? We both agreed. Yeah. It sounds like for now it's going to be, let's just put it over here. It'll leak out eventually. Eventually. But I'm going to let you hear other things that happen on the sideline during this game that are those you go... That was that was going on during the Super Bowl. This yeah. was uh, because microphones pick up everything,
1: especially at the Super Bowl. They're all over the place. Um, here is Patrick Mahomes calling his shot at the parade yesterday.
4: Not well, for real though. We appreciate everything y'all do. Showing up to Arrowhead every single week. We know we had to go on the road last year, but I promise you, next year we'll be at home and we're going for that three piece. So don't get forget it. We're it, it twisted. We're doing it three times. First time in NFL history, we're doing it. Love y'all.
2: All right. The hey, patent has been thrown down. Hey, Pat Riley, if they start printing up those T-shirts in Kansas City, get your accountant on it. For those who you don't know, copyrighted, patented. Years
1: ago Mark, the Lakers
2: went for the three-peat,
1: he was smart enough to do that. Love you Pat Riley. Um, Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, we know they are brothers. We know they have a podcast. And here is Travis Kelsey talking about his reaction when the 49ers took the ball to start overtime.
0: You win the coin toss. That's that's what you get. You get the opportunity to have the advantage, and they handed it right over to us. Yeah, well, Damn I mean, it, it, dang, not trying to harp, harp on the guy, but it was a huge, like when they said we want to receive, and the ref looked at Fred and he said, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah.
3: Dude, you sure, you want to receive. Here. And he said, yes, yeah,
0: yeah, I want to receive. I want the ball." I was, I was texting. Just like, I got. I jumped out of my seat and said, they're get, hey, hey, here we go, here we go, let's go, boys. Perfect. They want to receive. We get second possession. We know exactly what they want. Defense, hold them. Just hold them to three. I don't like. Just hold them to three. We're gonna go down here and win this thing, baby. Freaking crazy. Really was. I was texting Nick in the before that even happened
1: because we go over the same situation. Nick Sirianni. I'm assuming. This head coach wasn't texting me.
2: I will let you hear a couple of things coming up again. Mic'd up. Referees talking to each other. Referees letting the head referee know what both coaches want. We have sound of that, and I'm not kidding. We'll play that coming up in a little bit. I want you to hear this, though. This is Isaiah Pacheco, and you're going to hear what happened because he certainly laid it on the ground. What happens on the sideline when that happens?
1: isaiah pacheco received advice straight from the songbook of taylor swift
2: that's isaiah pacheco going up and down the line telling everybody that's on me i'm gonna pick it up there's another little piece where uh one of the coaches sits down and says, you do know that doesn't matter. What you do from here on out will determine who you are. I was like, damn, that's coaching. That's players saying the right thing to players, and it's coaching saying the right thing to players. Now Mahomes,
1: as he figures out and realizes that the 49ers wanted the ball, he's going up and down the sidelines, coming back, because he was involved, obviously, in the coin toss going, yeah, they're, they're taking the ball. He was shocked as well. It Wait. didn't make any sense. It makes less sense
2: today. Wait till you hear what two refs say to each other with a minute 53 in a game. I'm not kidding. And then wait till you hear, and I didn't know this. I'm going to play something you might not know. Referees go over to the coaches to clarify, just in case the guy on the field flipping a coin, not not the referee, the guy calling it, screws it up. I never knew this was a thing. We'll play that coming up as well.
1: So Kyle Shanahan yesterday elected to fire his defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes after one season. Now, when D'Amico Ryans was there, they were number one in points allowed. Uh, They slipped to number three this year. They were number one in yards allowed. They slipped to number eight in 2023. So a lot of people are saying scapegoat, scapegoat, scapegoat. That's what Steve Wilkes is. Yeah,
2: it's a one and done. Um, There was a moment in this game, though, that a lot of people are saying, do you want to know when Steve Wilkes lost his job? Now, there might have been friction. Personalities might not have worked. But might... well, was there a moment in the game where Kyle Shanahan might have actually said, win, lose, or draw? He's out. Listen to this. The top.
0: He had that deep pass earlier in the game. Timeout called by San Francisco.
1: Five guys up there, Jim.
0: All the way back there is if
1: you got an extra. I think Kyle didn't like it. He goes, no, no, no. No
0: offense. This is where he's telling Steve, I don't want to go cover zero because you feel like we got to come after him here. Give me a different play. That's why he did it.
2: Five guys all playing like they were covering the goal line. Shanahan sees it, loses his mind, calls the timeout. And a lot of people are now saying, okay, listen, win, lose, or draw. If that guy was willing to put that on the field in that situation, he can't be the D.C. here. Right or wrong, I don't really care. He could have been the scapegoat because Kyle certainly seemed to have that, that in him. But I think that play, it's amazing that you see a head coach pissed at a D.C. and he's talking into his headset, absolutely talking to Steve Wilkes.
1: And look, I think you know what side of the fence the majority of us sit on when it comes to Kyle Shanahan. And should you give a coach the benefit of the doubt in a situation like this? You should, except for, in my mind, when it's Kyle Shanahan. I won't. So if you want to at me, that's fine.
2: Do you think if they won that game, he gets fired? No. Okay then that's when you know that he's basically saying it ain't anything else. Maybe it's a couple of things, but the biggest thing was Steve Wilkes being the D.C. of this team. I remember that play live, though, and I said, whoa, that's a head coach burning a commodity, a timeout, just to tell a D.C. we ain't doing that.
1: But as you like to say, when it comes to Kyle Shanahan, I am dealing from the top of the deck. Right. I don't care for the man. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, he can't lose enough. I mean, it's cool. Is there blame to go around around the Falcons team that year? No doubt about it. That game, no doubt about it. I I still say Matt Ryan. And part of it to me was Kyle Shanahan. How's he not screaming at Matt Ryan? Stop snapping him with 10 and 11. Matt Ryan should know that, too. Of course he should have. Of course he should have. I went back. I told you it was 51 seconds. Uh, Over the course of this third, middle of the third quarter done, it was about a minute and 40 that they could have run off the clock with a lead if it just would have been a snap of two and three
1: on apple tv it makes its debut apple tv plus to be exact on friday two episodes every friday for the next five weeks the patriots dynasty documentary like we said 10 parts and bill you- belichick is interviewed tom brady is interviewed robert Kraft is interviewed i mean this is uh, as honest an assessment of what happened with
2: New England as there will ever be. They're all looking to have the last dance. I don't know if this is 10-part worthy or not, but everybody saw the last dance. The subject matter is fascinating. Greatest coach of all time, greatest quarterback of all time. How the hell couldn't they fix this? I want you to hear this. This is from the trailer. Danny Amendola, never has it been laid out better by a player when you want behind the scenes. Listen to this cut. This is from the official trailer, why this thing has a chance. I don't know if it's 10 episodes, long 10 episodes good but listen to this that team won enough to
0: become the villain we worked for bill but we played for tom wow bill tour brady's he had completely off there's things that were done that can't be undone that's tom i was just trying to hold it together the best i could Robert this team will be scrutinized celebrated for as long as the game of football is played. That is the late Steve Sable, was it not?
2: What Dan- do I win? Danny Amendola said, "We worked for Bill, we played for Tom." There it is. You want a t-shirt? You want to? if if I am doing the Apple whatever to promote it, I'm bringing that cut out.
1: Rob Gronkowski described pulling up a- to One Patriot Place, the facility, and not wanting to get out of his car to go to work. Wes Welker compared Brady to an abused dog for continually going back to work for Belichick. And you heard Brady there saying, look, no matter what they wanted to pay me, yep. it was over. I couldn't go back and play for this guy.
2: You needed Robert Kraft to actually be Kissinger, and I don't think the Brady side would have listened. And this is the quote from Kraft. I don't Top. think you would have gotten a handshake in a deal. No. Because it was Bill Belichick still in the building? Tom
1: and I had a number of discussions about how Bill treated him. Tommy is very sensitive; he was always looking for Bill's approval, almost in a father-son kind of way, and that's not Bill's style. Everybody give that?
2: I don't know if it's ten episodes, good, I'm, but but everybody wants that. Wow, can I can I do can I have a cliffhanger, like the last dance was? And they're going to release it not all at once though, right?
1: Two episodes a week? Two episodes every Friday for the next five
2: weeks. It'll be interesting to see week two, do you and I come in and go, can't wait to see episodes five and six. Can't wait to see episodes seven and eight. We'll see if it actually comes Um, to that. That's a a great trailer, though.
1: Yeah. I I would say ESPN had some video of Belichick and Tom Brady on the sidelines. It probably made the rounds beyond that as well. Um, A few years back, it may have been Brady's last year. I'm not sure, but he's got the throwback uniform on at the time, and Belichick is saying, calm down. And he's explaining, he's going through a couple of plays where he thinks Tom made a mistake. And Tom is like me, he's blaming everybody else. Ball was right in his hands. What about the other throw? What do you mean? That was right in his hands too. I mean, at that point, it was just so fractured.
2: He, he couldn't be coached by Bill Belichick. Anymore. Here's my here's my question for Robert Kraft. Can I play? I wish I was a part of this. Because again, they're going to do sit-downs. They've got guys in basically director's chairs. And there's going to be video of games. There's going to be pre-game, post-games. There's going to be things during the week. There's going to be press conferences. But they sit guys down. Here's what I would have asked Robert Kraft. Was there ever a moment where you thought it was a decision between keeping Bill or keeping Tom? Did you regret, if you look back on it, that you kept Bill? Because I do you he's... think Tom Brady would have... I think if, if Robert Kraft would have said, I'm firing him, Tom, let's get another deal done, we'll bring in somebody that you absolutely approve of, I think Brady stays.
1: But I don't know if Brady wanted to be the bad guy either in this deal. Bad guy. Because he's sensitive. as Tommy is sensitive, Robert, as Robert Kraft said.
2: Well, it's Robert Kraft firing Bill Belichick. Now, does he have the stones for that? Maybe he didn't. I want to hear if Robert Kraft ever thought it's going to come down to, I have to pick one. And if it did, did he pick the wrong one? Now,
1: hindsight being 2020, he's going to tell you, of course he picked the wrong one.
2: Did he ever contemplate firing Bill Belichick? Because that's really the thing. I think him and Brady would have gotten a deal done in two days. And Tom we're going to we're going to make sure that you approve of who the hell it's going to be.
1: I guess they offered him like a 2-year 50 million dollar deal and he just said I can't. Yeah. And, and then, it doesn't matter what the money is, I can't do it
2: anymore. I want you to think about that. what You just said. And I want you to think about the contracts that are now signed, filed in NFL offices with quarterbacks right now. I got a guy in New York right now. I got a I, I got a giant quarterback who got 160 million dollars. And two for 50 sounds like, oh, my God, would they really do that for an old Tom Brady? They're doing that for bums in a month. It's how quickly things change. I'm hearing Brandon Love, uh, excuse me, um, in Green Bay. Jordan Love. Jordan Love, thank you. I'm hearing he wants $40 million a year. Baker Mayfield wants $40 million a year. Two for 50 with Tom Brady would have been the biggest no-brainer in the history of the world. Really would have.
1: And in the meantime, we brought up ESPN. The NFL is scouring their ESPN and Fox contracts. That's how the article I read described it over this mega streaming services. They're all putting forth ESPN, Fox, Warner Brothers, Discover you know, TBS and TNT. You mean all, cable? Yeah the, when, yeah. the new age, they're calling it cable package. The NFL is saying, wait, whoa, wait a minute now. They're, they're looking for anything that could get them away from this streaming deal. Anything.
2: But they just want to make sure they're making a dollar. Now they don't want now.
1: those games on the platform.
2: Here's the thing: they'll pick and choose what platform it's
1: going to be on. That's interesting. You don't pick and choose. That's, that's their attitude. The Hold NFL. On. Well, that's, I don't see that here. That's why you got the lawyers combing over the contracts in the NFL right Let's now. The league office.
2: There's a chance that if the NFL really doesn't like this, but it has to happen, somebody in the NFL offices or somebody's are going to get fired. I don't know their names. You don't know their names right now. But whoever it is, Jimmy, Sally, whoever the attorneys were who did the contract that didn't say that this couldn't happen, they're fired.
1: Yeah, it's going to be like that scene in private parts. We hired this man. Get out of here. And you're all fired. Throws them all out of the office. That's what's going to happen with Goodell there at Park Avenue. The fan and Bears Best Atlanta. I want to thank everybody for helping the benefit First Tee Atlanta. The Chili Dip Open is going to be happening on the 23rd. It is sold out. Want to thank some of our sponsors: Corona Extra, Tito's, Handmade Vodka, and Haug Baron Law Group. Trey Young loses money as the Hawks, it appears, finally hit rock bottom. A private matter needs to stay private. It's out there for the public to consume. Trey, there's nothing I can do about it, and we'll talk about it next on Domino and Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
5: Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands dot com. Eleven forty
1: eight, Domino, Cellini the fan, six eighty and 93.7 FM. It's National bill, bill of Rights Day. It's our next platform question of the day: Who's your favorite Bill? How can you go wrong with Bill Withers? You can't.
2: It's a trick question. It's rhetorical. Yeah, that's fine. I'm glad I actually said Bill Withers. I could have said a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Matt Lear, for listening. Thank you for knowing who Bill Withers was. Maybe you just could... Did you know Bill Withers was? Be Come honest. on, Chris. I of course. course. It is. Right.
1: No, it's a, his wheelhouse because of his parents. He does know a lot about the 60s and the 70s.
2: All right. All right. Bill Withers. It could have been a lot worse. We'll see how the show goes. Uh, on. The MVP,
1: I'm going to steal a, a tease from our update guy, Justin Hanover. The MVP might be washing your car. That story a little past the top of the hour. The Hornets last night and the Hawks closed out the first half of the season. And the Hornets looked really good. And the Hawks looked really bad. It was big to get this one. 122-99 to 99 was the final. It was the first double-digit win of the season for Charlotte. They are now 13-41. and 41. So if this isn't rock bottom for the Hawks, I don't know what is.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Hang on, brother. I got more because now it's out there, at least according to sources, that the Hawks did talk to San Antonio about Trey Young. So now I got to think about all that stuff. Murray didn't want to be here. Trey Young now knows. It it happened with Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones was put on waivers, and he didn't realize everybody's put on waivers after the trade deadline, and he got pissy. Now That's your agent's responsibility. I don't know if Trey Young's going to say anything. I don't know if he's got a platform at the All-Star game to say anything. I don't know if he's going to go to their offices and say, trade me. You don't trade me. I'm going to demand a trade. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to get worse. This is not rock bottom. This could be, this is on the court. How did a 12-win team beat you? Maybe it has to do with all the other stuff.
1: And he was awful last night, Trey Young 4-12. And DeJounte Murray was awful last night, 5-15. of 15, And Trey Young was also fined $35,000 for his conduct as he flopped in that loss to the Bulls on Monday and then gave the money sign, rubbing his fingers together, as in, you're getting paid off, Mr. Referee.
2: And that's $35,000.
1: And he's got 10 technicals now, and if he gets to 16, the league would suspend him for one game, and any technical after that would result in yet another one-game suspension.
2: I think he's going to reach it. I think he's going to be pissy and cranky, and I don't know what he's going to say publicly. I don't know what he's going to hint at. Remember, these guys go to social media, and they put up three emojis, and it's it's like a game show. What's he saying by that? Here's the problem. Here's where it's going to get worse. There's not a draft pick or draft picks you can get for Trey Young that will be worth it. Draft picks are worth nothing in the NBA. They're worth pennies on the dollar. I'm going to tell you what I know. You traded three number ones for DeJounte Murray, and everybody's pissed because you can't get three number ones back. Whoever they pick with those three number ones, none of them will be better than DeJounte Murray. And I think
1: he is going to be asked for... um for a trade, he's going to ask, I should say, in the offseason, Trey Young. I, I don't think he's going to want to stick around and be a part well, of it. Well, if I
2: get draft picks out of it, I'm telling you, then it's rock bottom on top of your today's rock bottom. Because draft picks don't mean anything. Pennies on the dollar. Who You could trade for four number ones. Four for Trey Young. My good bet would be all four of those picks— None of them are going to be better than Trey Young. And and I would imagine a collective isn't going to be better than Trey Young. You're
1: going to start all over again, not knowing who really is in charge.
0: Turn off the GPS and let Domino take the wheel. It's a drive around the sports world presented by Marietta Toyota. At Marietta Toyota, every new Toyota includes our nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty. Family owned and operated since 1975. Stop in for a test drive or visit MariettaToyota.com. It's better in
2: Marietta. Let's play a quick game. Do you think Trey Young says or does anything publicly to acknowledge the fact that the Hawks wanted to trade him? I don't think he does. You don't? Okay.
1: He's trying to be fine. I don't think so. Maybe his dad does.
2: I I, I don't think he's going to be able to contain himself for the whole second half of the year. So, my bet is on, yes, something will be said.
1: You're on a roll when it comes to speaking things into
2: existence. You want something else about Vegas? Uh, Adam Silver was on Pat McAfee, and he was in studio with him. That's a great get. This is just me talking. I didn't like the fact that Adam Silver was wearing a coat and tie. Mm-hmm. Now you can say, "Oh, well, what's the difference?" Even if he had a meeting before or a meeting, yeah, after. yeah, he's got to hide his gills. Yeah, but that's not. Nope, that's not the show to go do coat and tie. You got a young, hippish product. Take the coat and tie yeah, off. It's no, not again. of this earth. I'm not telling he should put on a two piece Adidas sweatsuit with chains. I'm not saying he should harken back to the '80s and run DMC. I heard at the end of the segment, he ate the guy with the cowboy hat on. Here's what he did say: Vegas is definitely on our list for NBA expansion. This is the worst-kept secret in the history of the world. Everybody wants it in Vegas. Now, Oakland might have to stay in Oakland. Oakland, we're not sure, is going to go to Vegas. But the NBA has basically announced said from the commissioner that, yeah, Vegas is... He called it their 31st franchise. Right? Isn't that what he said about Vegas? Yes, he did. Yeah. All right. He just didn't need a coat and tie. That's all.
1: Then he said, take me to your leader.
2: Well, that would mean he's from outer space. So you're mixing up ocean yeah. and outer space. You're mixing up ocean and outer space. You you just said he has gills. Yeah. You put him in the
1: ocean. Where, wherever the planet is that he is from, they have gills. Not from the ocean.
2: Pay attention. So they haven't evolved quite as much is what you're saying? Well,
1: they have. I mean, he's down here, right? Yeah, he's breathing air. He's morphed enough. All right. Listen to this. Hey, he didn't even know the game was
4: over. He was just caught touch down He was just sitting there looking at me. I'm like, we just won the Super Bowl. And he just started going,
2: oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh I don't think it was a made-up story. That's Pat Mahomes, uh, NFL
1: Films, picking him yeah. up. Uh, talking, Telling his
2: wife. Yeah. That to his wife about Nicole Hardman. He didn't know the Super Bowl was over. So if you thought that was like a story that I'll tell at the desk later, no, 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 he believed, and I believe he's right, that McCole Hardman did not know that the Super Bowl was over. Um, here's the one where it gets interesting. If you're a San Francisco 49er defensive player, what do you think you know about Patrick Mahomes? What do you think you know
1: about um, him? He's very dangerous. Very dangerous.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah. So that would make him what? Better than most? Yes. Probably not regular? No. Hmm. Listen to this. That is just a regular <laughs> quarterback. bro.
4: <regular. laughs> ain't nothing different.
0: They just ain't been catching it. He regular, bro. And we going to make his ass look yeah. regular. Everything on the line. Jake has it away. It is long enough. It is right down the middle. Oh, it right down the middle. What a big time kick by Jake Cody.
1: That's all great. Here's the problem. Patrick Mahomes has one minute and 53 seconds to respond. Hey, let's go do it, baby.
4: Let's go do it. Fire me Rio.
2: You had defenders screaming he's a regular quarterback.
1: Well, that's like a situation where you hear some fighters talk and talk and talk. Like Mike Tyson toward the end of his career when he threatened Lennox Lewis. You're trying to convince yourself at that point. That's all you're doing. Because you know deep down inside, Patrick Mahomes is not
2: just another quarterback. So if I have a guy on the sidelines, I'm a defensive player, he's a defensive player, and he tells me Patrick Mahomes is just a regular quarterback. I'm sorry. Even if I play defense for the 49ers, going to say, hey, bro, no, he's not. I got to stop you right there. Because he's not. Now, that might have been out of line. NFL Films might have picked it up. We might have had beef at that point. But I would have said, you're really wrong about that one. He's Patrick Mahomes. Listen to this. If you're wondering if referees know situations in football games. Here's the problem.
5: Patrick Mahomes
1: has one minute and 53 seconds to respond.
2: Because you don't want to give Mahomes the ball back.
4: Win this regardless, mindset, that is two mindset. referees talking regardless, about we'll after, after the field goal.
2: They know. That's two referees. That's the head referee. Boy, did, saying that you don't want to give most host that much time. Uh, Shanahan <laughs> threw the <laughs> pooch on this one, huh? Classic. There's a lot. That NFL Films thing was fantastic. Uh, I know I brought this up yesterday. The NCAA tournament. What number would they like there to be basketball? Did I read this quote? Here's the quote. I want to see the best teams competing for a national championship, no different than the Big Ten and SEC want to see in football. I'm not sure that is currently happening. Sixty-eight teams isn't enough. I got a Big Twelve commissioner telling me that sixty-eight teams isn't enough.
1: Just let everybody make it. Doesn't matter. Everybody makes it. Double the size, triple the size. Who cares? Does he think Team Sixty
2: Nine is winning the NCAA tournament? I'm, I'm being tongue in cheek. I mean that's if you're gonna say that, just let everybody in then. I want to see the best teams competing for a national championship. 68 isn't enough. Then your system on how you pick them is really wrong.
1: And that is a you problem. Are we about to see the next Spencer Strider? And we hear from Spencer Strider as far as doubling down on the World Series or bust. Well, you be the judge when we come back as we talk some Braves. Here on your home of the Braves, it's Domino and Cellini, The Fan,
0: 680 and 93.7 FM. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app.
5: Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands dot com.
3: At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family owned and operated dealership. Visit Jim Ellis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family owned and operated and where you can always expect the best.